Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. It's part 79. Um, we, we only managed to get halfway through... Uh, last time, we got a bit sidetracked by Luis Suarez and his, uh, his, his penchant for biting people. But uh, we're back where we should be. Trevor Brinsden um, has been apprehended, Sam, by the uh, the Melchester crowd near a wall, which doesn't seem to fucking go anywhere. A wall that seems to be in the middle of the, uh, the stand. But well, I'm mate, dwelling it, too much on that, I think. No, because... It's quite interesting that back in these days, in the 80s, there used to be more walls that just were there and didn't seem to go anywhere. You don't get yeah. them anymore. Yeah, that's Think true. about it. How, how, much, how much of a role did walls play in your life when you were a kid? I would wager a lot. A lot. You would jump over them. You would sit on them. You'd walk along them. You'd hide behind them. For fun. Um, yeah. You'd I mean, sometimes... I'm- You'd sometimes attempt to destroy them, like take bits out. You would sometimes write on them. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a little village called Shiny Row, which I've mentioned before. Oh, yeah. And uh, I used to have to walk up the hill in Shiny Row. The main yeah. road was on a, on a, on a slope. And uh, there was a wall that went up the side of the pavement alongside the slope. And it was a low wall, which when you're you, a little you're kid... Painting picture, I, you, you know I'm picturing the Hovis advert now, don't you? But anyway, go on. It's not like that, but I'll try and get a picture to you at some point. The, the, there's no better than a low wall when you're a kid because there's, yeah. there's danger. So yeah. this low wall, would you, you, it would kind of go along for about five, six foot, and then there'd be a little slope, like mm. a step up to the yeah. next level, so that it would go up alongside the, the, um, the gradient of the hill. So yeah, you could walk brilliant. along the wall and then up and up and up and up like a big staircase almost. I, I mean, it sounds brilliant. I mean, Best wall, wall ever. Yeah, I mean, walls like that, they were what made like life living if you were a kid in the 80s. We didn't have yeah. the internet. What we had was walls. It was the closest we had to the internet. If you had a and, bit of wall you could rely on, you were sorted, <laughs> Yeah, you? and that was the good thing is that you knew it was there until one day you came and Thatcher had had it knocked down. Why? Uh, Budget cuts. Because... Yeah. Well, they say budget cuts, but I think Thatcher just like smashes stuff up that people enjoyed. Yeah, she'd get like, fucking Willie Whitelaw and Norman Tebbit and she'd dispatch them 
to a wall distraction task force. Yes. I've heard there's a wall in shiny row that the youngsters enjoy walking along. Have it smashed? <laughs> but your majesty, the... Have it smashed? <laughs> yes, Smash your it, majesty. <laughs> you know the punishment for failure. But yes, Mrs. Thatcher. She never got to that one, so maybe there might have been some uh, Mandarin working away in the civil service who was from Shiny Row and had enjoyed that wall himself as a kid. Yeah. And, he, he, you know, the document came in, the memo came around that wall. And he thought, to be I smashed. think this one might get lost in the files. Exactly. Exactly. Just into the bin, into the incinerator, perhaps. Yeah. Well, and uh, the happen. wall remained. I used the to, last um, surviving wall. It could be like... I, yeah, I don't know if I've told you this before, but uh, my, my great-grandma, who she died when I was about eight, I think, but she used to Nothing live in to a do li- with the... Her death wasn't related to the wall. Not related to the no. wall, no. This was in a different part of Sunderland. Right. Um, and she, across the road from her house, there used to be a raised piece of concrete that was mm. about six foot square. Oh, raised piece what, of concrete. I don't know what had been there before, <laughs> and it was about two foot off the ground. And mm. I used to play on that when I was a kid. That's a quality bit of great concrete. Go play on the raised bit of concrete. You could stand on it. Get you're under my feet again. Go out and play on that raised bit of concrete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that they were good times. You could jump on and off it. You could pretend I don't pretend it was a stage. Maybe yeah, you're a bit more creative. A lot of things I would just pretend were time machines. Oh like, yeah, that's always I'd a just, winner, isn't I'd, it? I'd climb onto anything and then pretend to press some buttons. And anything go, could be a time machine, can it? Yeah, exactly. I, my son does that now. He's really into time machines. There's a period in your life where you're just banging to time machines and you pretend that any fucking thing's time machine. Probably if you've seen a bit of Doctor Who, you think, well, if that's a fucking time machine, a fucking <laughs> phone box, anything can be. <laughs> fucking wall, bit of raised cut concrete. Yeah. And you know what? In the 80s... When I was playing time machines on my own, <laughs> do you know what I, what time I would always program it to? Oh, uh, I don't know. Nineteen thirty nine, just before the war. Euro ninety six, mate. I'd go forward. I'll be like fucking out. It was nineteen eighty four, and I'd be playing it. I go, I'm fucking going forward to Euro ninety six, mate. Where the fucking when the, when the Caffreys flowed like water. Yeah, and how old were you then? Eight. No, I was nine. Or nine. And I would fast mm. forward to when I was twenty-one during Euro '96, and I, I just had a gut feeling that by then, I mean, New Labour weren't in yet, but John Major he'd become more like ranking John Major. I think mm. it was when John. Do you remember when John Major got really into reggae in his reggae phase? He sort of became more chilled out towards the end, didn't he? Yeah. And that was when it was over, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just started taking massive spliffs and listening yeah. to and pretty dark dub music a lot of the time, and having it off with Edwina Curry. <laughs> yeah, well, he had his own float that year at the Notting Hill Carnival, didn't he? And Edwina he Curry turned up yeah. in a big fucking headdress and all the rest of it, and I knew it, then yeah. something's going on there. This isn't traditional Tory government as we know it. <laughs> I know. I'm all, this is Time to get in the time machine. This all feels like a big build-up to Euro 96. <laughs> no, but it's true. Walls were great. And uh, my supplementary question to, to the first question, which was how, how much of a role did Walls play back in your childhood? Let me ask you this. When was the last time that you had dealings with a wall? 
I honestly can't remember, and that's the saddest thing. That's the go. saddest thing that's occurred to me in a long there you time. Go, mate. Jesus, I can't think of any wall. Yeah. Of... You know what they have now? Fucking glass partitions. Yeah. Cunts. Yeah, there's not as many walls as the. Is it health, health and safety, do you think? Is that why they don't have Maybe there's just too many kids falling off it. Well, they did Rillings. that ad in the 70s, didn't they? Donald Pleasance in the voiceover. I'm a big wall. I look fun. <laughs> Perhaps I could be. Perhaps you could play on me and pretend I'm a time machine. But you would be foolish to do so. Look, Look how high this, I am. <laughs> what goes up must come down. <laughs> this silly boy has fallen off a wall and broken his neck. God, you're right. What? There's no walls anymore, is there? Children, beware of walls. <laughs> I fell but, off a wall. <clears throat> I fell off a wall. There was um I was I live by the near the River Thames and mm. um on my way back from school I would walk there was a nice wall by the river mm. that Every I would walk wall. along. Um and the tide was out. Right. Uh, thank God. But my mum was walking along with one of my brothers and her mate, and my mum was rabbiting on the mate, gossiping, probably. Mm. And I was walking along this wall, but this was the type of old river wall that had a lot of moss and weeds growing over Uh-oh. and in it. Uh-oh, danger. Uh-oh, yeah. This, was, this is exactly the sort of thing that the Donald Pleasant's inf- public information yeah. film would have warned about. Watch out for walls by rivers. They have plants, moss and weeds. And what the plant, moss and weeds disguised was a gap in the wall. Shit. Right? So I'm walking along the wall, balancing, and it was... On one side, the pavement side, the promenade side, mm-hmm. it was quite low, which is how I'd climbed up it. But on mm. the river side, extremely high. Yeah. So I'm walking along it, step forward onto some weeds, <clears> thinking <throat> there's wall underneath it. No, there's a gap. And I fall all the way down. But my brother, who was really proud of this at the time, he he, he claims, he's retold really this story a lot of times, the instinct took over. Because yeah. they didn't know whether the that for a moment my mum thought the tide was in, and if you grew up near the river, well, I don't know how far you were from the from the river. Where do you remember when we did a thing about which was the hardest river in Britain? That was good, wasn't it? Don't remember that. Oh, it was great. And uh, <laughs> and anyway, you get a lot of health and safety talks in the school. And yeah. we, we were basically, it was drummed into us from as early as we can remember that if you fucking put so much as a toe in the River Thames, you would die. Oh, right. Okay. They were like, yeah. it's fucking lethal, the currents. Yeah. Right? They go, the currents, it's like an underwater vacuum. If you, if you get close to that river, it will suck you in yeah. like, you know, like a fucking voodoo ray, right? I mean, those weren't the words that my headmaster used. <laughs> like a fucking voodoo ray. <laughs> like a One tractor- day, they'll make a song about a voodoo ray. <laughs> like a tractor beam, like that one the Death Star's got in Star Wars. You can't fucking get away. It's like that. <laughs> and so we were dead scared, rightly so, of the real, because there's always kids drowning in the River Thames mm. in them days, right? Dark and lonely water. Yeah. And, uh... And so they saw me just disappear. And I think they thought, right, he's fucking the he's tides gone. in. He's a dead man. <laughs> Forget about him. 
He's a dead man. He's finished. <laughs> Does this make more Christmas presents for us? And we got to move on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now. He belongs let's to go. old Mother Thames now. Let's go get some chips. <laughs> he belongs to Mother Thames. She, she's his mum now. That's nature for you. The Thames is his mum now. <laughs> Not right. that woman up there who's been neglecting him, gossiping. <laughs> Gossiping, letting him walk along a fucking super dangerous river wall. <laughs> I went down about, I don't know, eight foot, something like that. Fucking and, hell. And my brother swung over. He claims, I didn't see it, but he claims he did what he described at the time as a Superman jump. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking Superman didn't fucking jump. He flew. He flew. Why jump when you can fly? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no point. Um <laughs> No fucking, fucking point, jump. mate. I'll fly the, only, the only jump he's ever done was to start off a bit of flying. Yeah, exactly. You can call it a jump if you want, but it's the sort of jump where you I jump can... up but you never fucking come down till you want it. I call it a lodge. It's not a fucking <laughs> jump. <laughs> but he he reckons he jumped over the, the railing next to the wall and down onto the other side in one leap without wow. touching anything with his hand, right? Yeah. And he fell a long way, probably hurt himself as well. But luckily... <laughs> two dead. Yeah. Ah, oh, they're both gone. Lucky I've got another two. <laughs> That's why I have four boys. Do you know what boys are like? They're very dangerous. Two of them are bound to die. Statistics. Right. In and the old days, it used to be cholera, but now it's just danger that kills them. Now, now it's mainly walls. <laughs> of every four boys born in the UK today, two will die of wall-related <laughs> of injuries. Walls. Two will die off of walls. <laughs> he jumped. I was fucked. No, I mean, to be honest, I didn't break anything, but I was scraped to fuck by the, the horrible, muddy gravel. Women keep breeding sons <laughs> for the good of the nation. Britain needs sons. We are losing close to half our boys yearly to walls. This is why Mrs. Thatcher. Has established the wall, ta- the anti-wall task force, <laughs> headed up by Norman fun. Tebbit. <laughs> that so, was probably my worst wall experience. So, did, well, what happened? Were you rescued? Did he you, was. Did I was rescued. But I, I was badly scraped. That's bad, that's. Bad. I mean, I'd like to say I'm more heroic than that, but it, it was it was a traumatizing episode in my childhood because yeah. it was a long fall, and I think I got away with it. Probably, probably the best wall one though has happened to my brother Cass in adulthood when he'd been to Lords on the pistol day. I've told you this one, and he reckons he ran out. He he needed a piss, and he thought, "I'll run down that side road and see if there's any good piss spots." (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've all done that, haven't we? Where you're in a panic looking for a piss spot, so he ran across the road and he jumped over a wall, which he claims he later claimed, "Look, the ambulance men told me." It's fucking legendary in London. Everyone knows that wall. I mean, they, they say they get average two call-outs a week for people who've done exactly what I did. So it wasn't that couldn't have been that stupid. Right, he reckons <laughs> it was a wall that was famous near Lords for being low on one side but high on the other. Yeah. So it looks like you just... And he goes, it's, it's a famously deceptive wall. Mm. And he jumped over it and fell and he broke his wrist and his mate came to comfort him, and they were both pissed off their nut from a day at the cricket. Because, as we know, going to watch cricket is just legitimised all day Legitimized. boozing. Of course it is. And it doesn't and, hurt um, as well when you break your wrist when you're pissed either. 
Yeah, and it, yeah, but what was funny was he was there, and his mate came and found him. Oh, oh, oh are you all right? And Casper was like, "Ah, oh, fucking fine. Better call an ambulance, though. It looks like he's bust, like the fucking drunk bakers. <laughs> looks like I'm busted, <laughs> right?" So he said that his mate <laughs> called the ambulance, and Cass was sitting there, and he said, in, "And because he was so pissed, he said oh, it wasn't in that much pain, but he said something like, I feel cold.'" And his mate hugged him and started crying. <laughs> and he goes, what are you crying for? He goes, you're going to be all right, mate. Don't worry. Just hold on. And he goes, I know I'm going to be fucking all right. I just said I was cold. I didn't say I was dying. I've just bust my wrist. Do I look like this is the first time I've drunkenly bust my wrist after jumping over a fucking wall? Of course it isn't. I've been around the fucking block a few times. Fucking hell! Isn't there some? Um, isn't there some legendary footage of John Fashionow doing something like that, falling off a, a wall? That's... Yeah, he's doing some sort of piece to camera, and he falls off yeah, a wall. I'm just looking for it now. I'm putting John Fashionow wall. I think that's what triggered Thatcher's. Um, yeah, there it is. John Fashionow falls off a wall. He goes. He goes over backwards, doesn't he? Here it is. It's easy to strike up a relationship on the pitch together. Well, I mean, it's easy sort of. Whoop! There he goes. <laughs> Oh well, uh, lads, if you've got lads and lasses, any great wall-related stories from your childhood, send them in to us. And also, pictures of great walls. If you've got any great walls from when you were a kid, um, mm-hmm. send them in as well. There's a group. There's a few groups that I uh, West Ham groups that I'm a, um, a member of on Facebook. I get them all muddled up. One's called Long Live the Bowlin, and you can, mm. you can only join it if you're old school. <laughs> I think there's questions you have to answer. You have You've to be going since, since before it became all seater. Yeah. If not, you have we to don't stood want, on the terraces. We don't want your type in here, if not. you got to be going from the days when we'd do ammonia in the boat on people. The good old days. <laughs> now answer this question about ammonia. <laughs> Answer the following questions about ammonia in the boat. If you get them right, you can be in our Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) But they share lots of great vintage pictures. The life of any old bowling. I'm welling up just fucking thinking of the fried onions. Oh, my God. You've set me off now thinking about that grand. It weren't a grand. It were a cathedral. Right. And uh, all of the pictures of kids in the 70s and 80s mm. around Upton Park are all on walls. They're all wall-related. Yeah, of course, but it was walls the everywhere things, then, wasn't it? Things sprayed on walls, people yeah. standing on walls, people sitting on walls, people fucking about on walls. And there's always some sort of 70s kid in flares, looks about eight, wearing flares, quite long hair, um, a scarf around his wrist, always smoking a fag, despite the yeah. fact that he's eight. Yeah, that that was quite seventies more than eighties, really, wasn't it? Children, <clears throat> well, I just mean, all children smoking. I mean, go back to Murphy's Mob. Oh yeah, I mean, was sure. I, I think in the introduction, that Murphy's Mob was sprayed on a wall, wasn't it? In paint, yeah. During the opening title to that, so jalapeno. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. And I mean, the subconscious is hard at work here because what's our favorite game show now? It's a fucking a ball. wall, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. I think it was LeBron James who came up with the ball. It was. It was. And yeah. but I don't know where, where he's from. But obviously, he's in he's in America. But I don't know when I generally speaking, when you watch American TV shows, rather than walls, they had wire fences, didn't they? Well, yeah, but I mean, LeBron James basketball, isn't it? What would he have had at home? His basketball hoop attached to fucking wall. wall, wouldn't it? Yeah, mm. probably the side of his house or something like that. So, and walls played a role in people's lives all <clears> over <throat> the world, I guess. I don't think it Danny Dyer would have been involved. Thing. I don't think Danny Dyer would have gotten involved if it wasn't a wall. I think that's a significant thing about, about it as well because it'll Was be the same. A He's game show. Generation. Yeah, a game show sounds a bit muggy. What's yeah. it called? It's called the wall. Fucking count me in, son. That sounds like a good. Pro- that sounds fucking proper. That sounds me up. Sounds we've got two. Proper. We've got two. Uh, we've got two uh, formats in development at the moment, Danny. We've got the uh, the wall, and there's also the wheel. The fucking wheel. Fuck the off. The fucking wheel. Fuck off. Do I look because like some sort of fucking nuns? No one ever climbed up on a fucking wheel before. I never even fucking saw wheels in the old East End. We used horses if we needed to get somewhere. We should carry each other around. <laughs> Walls for lazy cunts. Wheels, I mean. Fucking wheel. Yeah, you fucking wall. wheel for. You've got to go somewhere. Fucking walk it, son. I mean, it's, it's also nice. <laughs> and make nice. sure you do the cockney strut and all. It's also nice that after two and a half years of this podcast, we finally talked about an actual time machine. That's <laughs> If you got in in the old days, I used to always travel forward in my imaginary time machine mm. to the summer of '96. And now, I play time machines quite a lot with Len. Mm-hmm. And um, you go back he, to '96. I always go to '96, which annoys yeah. him because he wants yeah. to go to dinosaur times and all that. And I'm like, yeah. fuck that, mate. No point. Never got any go to Euro '96. That's the good life. <laughs> Not going around getting fucking chased about by a pterodactyl, mate, when I could be um, in the Euro 96, fucking large in it, watching Gaza and drinking Caffrey's. Yeah, yeah, okay. Can we do this Belchester thing? Watching watching Sean Ryder swear on TFI Friday. Stop it! I can't. It's over! It's gone! I can't! (laughs) You've got to get past it! (laughs) Never. Right. Okay, so... The wall there in the uh, the stand at Melchester, which doesn't seem to go anywhere. Uh, they've got all of him, and there's a couple of coppers have waded in. And one of them goes, we'll, we'll never reach him in time. Those fans are so angry, they'll tear Brinsden apart. It's almost no point in trying. Let's just watch. <laughs> this could be quite entertaining. Have you ever seen a human actually tear another human limb from limb? This is good, though, because instead of just one arrest, we could get five or six if we just stand back and let it happen. It'll get our monthly stats up. <laughs> but, but at that moment, someone from the crowd, obviously Roy's gone over to take a throw in, so someone from the crowd shouts to him, Roy, it's Trevor Princeton. Sounds like they've caught him. And Roy goes, what? And then someone, someone else points out, over by the Hunterford goal. 
Roy didn't hesitate. Right. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> right. uh, yet again, Roy interrupts a football match to yep. wade into the crowd. Yeah, again. Yeah. Um, and he does a leap. The others must be. Are we ever going to just get through a fucking normal 90 minutes without Roy hearing something from miles away in the crowd and deciding to just jump in? They're all like, oh God, he's been shot. He's been out for four months. It's first game back. What's he doing? The cunts in the fucking crowd again. He's been told to rest that. that. Yeah. I think so he's he still got a bit of shrapnel in his nut. Apparently a bit of the bullet might have split it <laughs> off and he's still stuck on his frontal lobe. And that's why he's <laughs> behaving so erratically. Some people wake up from that stuff and they can speak Japanese, you know. Although so far, there's no signs of Roy doing that. I saw it on Channel 4. I saw it on Equinox. <laughs> Equinox. Um, <laughs> it's so, more spreader than Horizon. <laughs> much edgier. <clears throat> so Roy's leapt over the advertising hall and, out of my way, let me through. Uh, <clears throat> reaction from the Lampards. Look at old Roy. He can't wait to get at that spotty little murderer. <laughs> <laughs> And another one shouts, one shouts, go on, Racy! <laughs> what was that thing that people shouted at, um, at, uh, oh, yeah, that's it, Filthy Little Killer. We were talking Little about killer. that last week. Yeah. You'll see uh, uh, someone shouts at the crowd. We were going to do a t-shirt, uh, one, weren't we? One of the cunters have got in touch and said, I put me down for a Filthy Little Killer t-shirt, <laughs> which is great. It's a bit like a, a punk band or maybe a, a new wave band. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But th- but then, Spotty Little Murderer. We could do that as well. Almost as good. See which, which sells the most. Filthy Little Killer or Spotty Little Murderer. <laughs> Both great band names. <laughs> so Roy jumps over and Roy intervenes and he shouts, Leave him alone, you crazy idiots! Which fucking surprises everyone. Uh, what the? But Roy, it's Princeton, the rat who tried to kill you! <laughs> the, the way they describe murderers is really strange because, in a way, all of these terms are using like filthy little killer. Spotty mm. little murderer, the rat who tried to murder well, you. Well, I mean, just this, sort of this, like this is all in the uh, the aftermath of the Yorkshire Ripper being arrested, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So it was, it was, it was in the atmosphere, I suppose. And you say the wounds were still raw. The wounds, one way of putting it, yeah. Um, mm. So there we are, and Roy is the voice of reason here. He says, "What proof have you got? Did you see him take a shot at me?" And they go, "No, but it's a matter for the police anyway." Let them deal with Brinsden. And the police have, of course, turned up finally. And they've got all the Brinsden. Um, so, yeah. Have you heard of the term habeas fucking corpus? <laughs> Gosh, you haven't, you daft bastards. I'm not sure what it means either, but I've just said it. But I've used it a few times when I've been pulled over for drink driving. It seems to have worked. <laughs> yeah, it can get you out of a lot of sticky situations if you drop that one. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, habeas corpus officer. <laughs> ah, on you go, sir. Uh, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it says, as the dazed, dishevelled youth was handed over, uh, one of the coppers says, Roy! Uh, Roy says, don't worry, Sarge, I know. I'll be straight out to the station as soon as I've dealt with Hunterford. <laughs> Fucking hell. Watch this, cunts. I'll just bang out an hat trick 
I'll just bag out three worldies and then I'll, I'll be showered and up the fucking police station later. Make a state. Get the kettle on for me. <laughs> this won't take long. Milk and two sugars, the usual. Um, so there we go. Look at Roy's face there as he comes back on the pitch. Fuck, you know, what's that meant to be? And Black, he says, Roy, are you okay? I'm amazed you went anywhere near that fanatic after what happened. What's he think he's going to do? Fucking attack him. Yeah, well, I was, was going to see again, he but for the first he time. He can't fucking kill me twice, can he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead inside after what happened. <laughs> Blacky, I couldn't give a shit at this point. <laughs> I've actually found the whole experience very liberating. I've stopped worrying about the little things, you know? <laughs> a lot of future don't... life decisions are going to be based on this. It, it, I tell you what, I've got a lot of fucking perspective after that. <laughs> Live for the I, fucking I, moment, mate. I used to worry about all sorts. I used to worry about the police coming round, sniffing around, asking about some of those disappearances you and I have been involved with. <laughs> the tax man, Penny, finding shit in my pockets that she shouldn't have done when she was doing the laundry. Little Roy fucking shitting his pants all over the gaff. The little annoyances of life, they're like water off a duck's back now. Now, if my son shits himself in front of fucking rent-a-ghost, I just ignore it. I think, do you know what? Whatever. Let him sit in it for a while. When Penny comes home, she'll change him. Heaviest fucking corpus, mate. <laughs> That's my catchphrase now. Uh, uh, the rough translation of that is life's too fucking short. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Latin for fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that player there with a the moustache? I keep forgetting his name. Can't Doesn't remember. really matter, does I know, it? I think... I thought that was... Uh, what's his name for a minute? The Spanish one. It might be. Paco Diaz. I think it might be Paco. Okay, we'll see it. Your dog won a hell of a chance, boss. <laughs> Maybe I did. But <laughs> I feel in the mood to take chances. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty certain I know who'll try to kill me. Fucking hell. That's why I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if he's going to reveal anything. We'll see. All in good time, cunts. Yeah. Um, it says, from then on, there was no trace of Roy's unusual lack of concentration. <clears throat> uh, he brings down a, a long ball that comes through. Defender goes, Oof! Oh, look at that perfect control. Give it the rocket, Racy. And he does. Outside right. of the left boot. Bang. Back of the net. Yes. Outward curl of that. No fucking that. chance. No chance, keeps. <laughs> there it is, back of the net. And they celebrate. Uh, I mean, Blackie celebrate with a handshake and an arm on the shoulder. Oh, Old school. Brian Clough would have approved of that, wouldn't he? Yeah. That's the one we were all waiting for, eh? says Blackie. He says, I pity old Brinsden couldn't have seen it. Stop thinking about fucking Brinsden, man. It's so important. <laughs> Nat goes He's and actually says, all right, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all right, he might have tried to kill me. We're not sure, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. But, you know, I think he's all right. I've been he's thinking about it a lot. He's We've a got a lot more in common than we have that divides us. I'm gonna, once this is all over, I'm going to get him down on feathers for a couple of jars and put the wild to rights. No, don't lie. We don't want him interfering. It's not he the might... three amigos, it's the two amigos. <laughs> he might have a knife in his sock or, or some, some, some acid in a little bottle. He might carry around one of them ankle holsters. I've seen him in James Bond, Roy. Don't invite him, Roy. 
I've seen some of the taxi ladies in James Bond, and they keep a gun, a small one, in their garter by their stockings. And there's no way you can spot it until it's too late. I saw it in Live and Let Die, Roy. <laughs> it was sexy, but scary as well. I was very confused. Um, what if he's wearing a garter and some stockings when he comes to the pub? And it'll act all friendly, but once you've had a few jars, you'll be going for the piss, you'll go for a slash and follow you in, and then his skirt will get pulled up and the gun will come out and I'll be like, you know, I know. He might come dressed as Quentin Chris. <laughs> I might have a chance to frisk him. That'll be very you confusing. If he comes tonight, we'll have to do it like in The Godfather, you know. But remember, he hides, Michael hides the gun inside the cistern of the toilet in advance. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, and, and that goes to chips in and says, looks as if the king is back in business. Have you noticed the way that that constant A has aged even more since we last saw him? Which been right. 75 he, now. He yeah. looks fucking old. And also, he's kind of behind them trying to get in with them with the alpha males, yeah. and they're totally turning their back on him, ignoring him. It's pathetic. <laughs> Looks as if the king's back in business. Yeah, fuck off, granddad. <laughs> okay, now, you still here, are you? I haven't fucking noticed you. <laughs> and then, just after the interval, Roy struck again. <clears throat> it says, uh, he walked round half the defence. And there's just a, a trail of defenders lying in his wake. Hooray! Race is leading us back to the first division in style. Fucking hell. <clears throat> and then he substitutes himself. Right, I've done it. Two goals, that's your lot. I'm off. Roy's taking himself off. I guess he figures the game is safe. He must be off to the police station to confront the most wanted man in Melchester. <laughs> and we'll see, because that's the end of that one. Strong um, episode, that. So much uh, going on. And then it says, next Saturday, a vital clue to the identity of the would-be murderer. Ooh. Uh-oh. So Who do you all reckon closer. it is, cunts? If you haven't got the closer. book, you haven't read ahead. Um... If you didn't live through this the first time, who do yeah. you reckon it is? We don't fucking care. We know who it is. Um, marks out a 10 for that then, Sam. I'm giving that a 9. I'll give it a 10. A 10? Mm. Wow. Mainly because it's got a wall in it. Yeah. But also, whenever Roy Ray wades into the crowd and then gets back out of the crowd and scores a worldie, that's yeah. just pure. That, for me, is pure Roy of the Rovers. That's your that's your Melchester heroine, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I'm just looking at the next episode. There's very little uh, football, but a lot of police procedure in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's more like an episode of Juliet Bravo, the next one, isn't it? Yeah. And um, ooh, maybe something might be revealed next week. We'll see. We'll see. You know Juliet Bravo? I know this is like a yeah. really old chestnut that probably every podcast discusses every episode of it. Uh, so I apologise. But it does still bug me when I think of Juliet Bravo and how everyone... People go, oh, everyone thought that her name was Juliet Bravo, but it wasn't. That was the coded... What do you call it? That was the code of the station she operated yeah. out of, right? Did, JB. Did people think that? Of course you fucking... I thought her name was Juliet Bravo. Of course I did. 
Oh, right, okay. Well, I didn't. What bugs me is that people like, <laughs> even like, and my people, I now mean you, that you're like, huh, how could you have thought that? And it's like, because it's a fucking programme about a female about police a officer. So it's a, it's a programme about a woman, and the title of the show is A Woman's Name. Mm. And then I'm supposed to be the mug for fucking thinking it's the protagonist's name. Well, you might sit down and watch the cunt for five minutes when you see her getting referred to by her name and you realise quite quickly. Oh, I probably got not... confused and thought, why aren't they calling her fucking Juliet? That's her fucking name. It's you not her name. Thought, then you probably why thought she... they... You probably thought it was like a superhero thing where she turns into Juliet Bravo. Do you know what it'd be like? Do you know what it'd be like? It would be like you'd called like John Wick, mm. right? But you'd called it fucking Dave Tango. Right? right, yeah. And yeah. you're there, and you're going, go on, Dave Tango. And then someone turns around to you and goes, huh, why are you calling him Dave Tango? That's not even his name. And I go, yeah. yes, it is. The film's called Dave Tango. Go outside and look at the fucking... Oh, no, sorry, I've got that wrong. I began going, John Wick, and they go, that's not his name. That's just a code. His real name's yeah. Dave Tango. And you're like, what the fuck? Why are they purposefully trying to make a mug out yeah. of me? I might cut this bit out. Or um, like you call Starsky and Hatch fucking Peter and Tony. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, a, a very important episode of the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, thank you. Keep it woolly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.